0: That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Yo, what up guys? America scorer, welcome. Daisy, what's going on? Daisy Lenore, Beyonce Knowles, Polish, what's going on? Eduardo, welcome to the live. Uh, Dante, what's going on? What's up, Estrada? uh coach ajas what's going on welcome to the live shannon happy to have you welcome joe jackson always a regular happy to have you in the live what's going on michael what up mo dot fudger fudder fudder something what's going on guys welcome let me see welcome welcome To the live, you know what it is. It is the hashtag AskAsoccerPro show with your one and only host, me, Quincy Ameriquois, 11 year MLS pro, currently playing for DC United in MLS. That's Major League Soccer. And you might have noticed that my hat doesn't say MLS, it says MSL. Because for those of you who are regulars here, you know what we talk about here. We talk about the MSL, even though I play in the MLS. And the MSL is the Mental Strength League. It's a game where either you're playing or you're getting played. That we play and talk about here every single week at the at Perfect Underscore Soccer Instagram account. And, you know, hopefully soon on the on our YouTube channel as well as Facebook Live. But 6 p.m. PST. And 9 p.m. EST, now that I'm out here on the East Coast. It's at 9 o'clock, and you guys know we started this over on the West Coast at 6 o'clock, so we keep the time the same. But we talk about all of, yeah, we talk about a lot here, guys. And you know that's true. We go off on a lot of tangents. We go in a lot of rabbit holes, but we always tie it back to the MSL, the Mental Strength League. It is a community of individuals that are, you know, Actively practicing every day to improve themselves and reach The goals they've set for themselves both in life and soccer. We happen to get connected here through soccer, but soccer teaches us lessons that we can apply to our lives and that's what we talk about here on the Ask a Soccer Pro show every Thursday So if you had if you have any questions at all life soccer philosophy um, and in between that you want answered or asked, you want to ask a soccer pro, here's your chance. Here's your chance to ask your question. So, guys, thanks so much for joining the live. Spam that little heart, that heart thing over in the corner. Love seeing that. Let's me know you guys can hear me okay. And uh lets me know that you're excited for the show. Um Yeah, I kinda almost wanted to do a do a theme for the day, because man, the last you know week or so has been a lot of a lot of I've been receiving a lot of new information and by that I mean the efforts and energies I put in at the beginning of the year I'm starting to see the results of those efforts and energies come midseason so for those of you who don't know we're we're uh, about about to really hit the the classic MLS summertime stretch here where you know uh, The league has had enough time to watch everybody, and by that I mean the league, I'm saying, all the teams across the league have had enough time to get a little bit of experience playing other teams, as well as watching how other teams operate and navigate. And it's interesting, because at this point in time in the season, everyone is either realizing the mistakes that they've made and they're they're working to adjust to uh, rectify those mistakes. They are changing what they're doing based on what other people are doing or what they see or find successful or they are doubling down on what it is that they were doing that got them to this point in the season. So, it's interesting to see how the dynamics play out and uh, how everyone makes adjustments. And as you guys know, experience is a, is a great thing to have because it's something that you can fall back on that might give you insights that you might not necessarily have without that experience, right? So, you don't know what you don't know. So. I guess, what would the theme today be? It would almost be principles. Like, what are your principles? What do you stand for? And why do you stand for them? And are you willing to stand for them when no one else will? I think that is what constitutes a principle, something that is unwavering regardless of the state of the environment. And I like to describe the environment as the state of mind of the individuals who are currently occupying the space Around you, you know, or don't you or you get what I'm saying or not Drop below some of the stuff that you guys are thinking. Uh, does that make sense? Do you guys understand what I'm talking about when I'm saying that and if so give me a specific example with yourself where, or think of a specific example where you know, maybe you do have you have something that you would consider a principle but you allowed the pressure or outside forces and outside pressure to maybe change what you do or change how you navigated or operated? And why? Why did you change? Was it because you were able to self-reflect and realize your ego was keeping you where you, keeping you from where you wanted to be? Or did you change for fear of how the masses would think about you in the short term versus the long term? I want you to ponder on that for a little bit and drop a little bit below, as well as your questions, start sending those in. So let's see, Angel, welcome to the live. Happy to have you, Trevor. I think that's the first time I've seen you in the live. Welcome. Uh, Estrada asked, have you ever played in the PDL? Yes, I've played in the PDL. So um, let's see, when I was in college in our, over the summers, I'd go play for, I played for Bakersfield Brigade. They don't exist anymore. I don't know if they came back again, but at, I'm pretty sure that they don't exist anymore. They're a PDL team. I also played for the Sonoma County Soul. So in my um, yeah, in off-seasons from college, we'd go and play PDL to get minutes and get some games. f a d i g a asks, do you think virtual football will help soccer players to join pro teams around the world? Virtual football. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about games like FIFA? And if that's the case, I think games like FIFA can help you better understand tactical, tactical positioning and awareness for the game. It, it's not a substitute for actually being out there and and um, and experiencing it and 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 doing it, but it is a great way to to get a better understanding of all the concepts, dynamics, movements of players, positions. Um, where to be, how to be, and, and um, systems of play. I definitely think that those are um, those are good. Uh, let's see. Uh, Andy said, "Welcome, uh, awesome to hear you kicked your own uh, kicked your own ass while running." Yes, I did. I always have to do that. Um, as you guys know, if you follow me for any amount of time, I am a huge hater of running, which is weird considering my sport requires a whole lot of it. So um, I guess that's a testament to the MSL, right? Um, Doing the things you know you need to to achieve or do the things that you want to. So not everything, and I I think you guys should have have probably seen the post on the Instagram account a couple days ago where I said 95% of professional soccer is boring. 95% of what you have to do to play at this level sucks. It's not fun. You don't enjoy it it's repetitive it's mundane it's the same stuff over and over and over and over again and if you are not prepared or willing or think that that's what it is you will never you will never get here you'll never get to this level and if you by some stroke of luck get here you won't stay here for very long because you get figured out at this level this it's the slightest things are what guys figure out how to get the advantage over you. And this is girls too. I always t- talk about guys because I play in the guys league, but everything I'm talking about is it doesn't matter what sex you are, what league you're playing in, whatever it is. When you're trying to beat your opponent, you're trying to find, you're trying to expose their weakness, exploit their weaknesses, and, um, and, uh, and leverage your strengths. And that's, that's the name of the game. And that's what competition is and the more dedicated you are to figuring out ways to um, to become so hyper-efficient at something that no one else can compete with you, you're giving yourself the greatest opportunity to be successful in your field. You might not be considered the best in your field, but you want to be, at the very least, you want to shoot to be the best at what you do in your field. So very niche specific, right? Again, so like principles, what it? What you want to be so, whatever it is that you decide to do, you want to be so, let me think of what I'm, I'm trying to say, um, brand, right? You want to be brand, principle, you want to be known for something, because at, at the very least being known for something allows you to differentiate yourself from everyone else. And if you can do that, that gives you the ability to find a system that needs you as opposed to finding or being on the fence with people or things that want you. Right? You, you want to be a necessary piece of the bigger picture. You don't want to be a piece that is used if things are going well and everything happens to be just right. No, you want to be a piece that's needed whether things are going right Or things are going wrong, you're needed. Um, An an example would be, I think I've talked about this in the uh, before. Um, You want to be water. You want to be water because maybe water's not the thing that everyone's reaching for first. Maybe they want to drink some soda, or they want to drink, have a Slurpee, or they want to whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, Pomegranate juice. I think that's what I was talking about before. Some just expensive juice that tastes amazing. Yeah, uh, a lot of people want to be that. That's what they're shooting for. But when you have no money or you're about to die of dehydration, what do you need? You don't need that special juice. You don't need, you need water. And you want water, you want water and you need water, right? So no matter what, you need water. So be water. Um, Let's see what we got here. Uh yo Jordan said what does rest mean to you like not doing any uh anything at all or still doing something so you got like active rest or passive rest I guess is the best way that you can like designate that um and by that I mean resting your body versus resting your mind and then understanding which needs rest, are you mentally fatigued, which which is why you're physically fatigued, or are you physically fatigued um, and you're mentally, mentally you're not fit, like you're not in shape. So like physically you can be there, but mentally maybe you're not, so you need to work on the mental side. And maybe you're burned out mentally, so you need to give the mind a rest, which sometimes and usually also means giving the body a rest. So um, cross-training is good, So if like you're mentally fatigued, maybe, but you still want to get a workout, um, riding a bike. So it's low impact. And I know people enjoy that. I don't particularly enjoy that, but I know that people do that. Maybe just going out and hitting, uh, boxing, you know, um, what else? (laughs) Meditation. I've done, uh, um, what do you call them? not a sleep deprivation tank, uh, sensory deprivation tank. So stuff like that, those are good. Float tanks, um, those are good for just overall body and mind. Uh, I think a lot of people can greatly underestimate the benefits of unplugging from technology for a bit and just being present with your own thoughts and and uh, being present in the moment. like for as much as we talk about the MSL and, um, being proactive and preparation, I probably could do a much better job of also speaking to the rest and, um, self uh, rest and recovery side of things. Um, the reason why I don't talk about that as much is because people tend to hear the things they want to hear and, and only focus on the parts that are most easy. Rest is easy. Um, which is why people want it to be more necessary and more valuable or more important than getting out there and doing the work, right? So I feel I do a good job in terms of balancing how it needs to be. It's it's 80-20 rule. 80% of the time needs to be work and working to get better. And 20% of the time would be rest and recovery and Enjoying just for the sake of enjoying not necessarily for any purpose other than um, Being present and enjoying what you're doing in the moment So like I said 95% of what you do at the pro level is is boring uh, because at the professional level uh, What's needed to compete and stay at this level is not the same as let's say, you know the everyday person wanting to have you know uh, quote-unquote Balanced lifestyle uh, Let's see Yeah Andy said integrity Exactly um, Shannon Shannon asks What is it like playing In the California Classico With the LA Galaxy It's always a, it's always a great game Because that rivalry Is pretty pretty uh, Highly promoted And uh, everyone looks forward to it And they always go I think Was it Stanford Stadium Is the stadium That, that they have it at uh, K23 Hampton What's going on uh, uh, K, uh, K 23 Hampton asks, can you give me any details on be on being a possible influencer? Yeah, guys. So we've got our influencer program up and running. Um, obviously it's, it's growing and changing as we figure stuff out, get feedback from those of you who are, who are joining and wanting to represent the brand. If you're interested in that, make sure you go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash influencer, uh, fill out the survey and send us over your information. So someone on our team can get back to you. It'd probably be Katie or Serena at this point. But um, as we're growing and building, it could be someone else by the time you're hearing this, whether it's on the replay or, or live. You should uh, – okay. Fernie said, you should do a vlog before a game. Vlog – well, I haven't actually done any vlogging since I've been in D.C., but when I was with the San Jose Earthquakes, I was vlogging pretty regularly. So if you haven't, if you haven't checked it out already, head over to my YouTube channel. So um, that should be – youtube.com slash quincyameriqua25, 25 so Q-U-I-N-C-Y-A-M-A-R-I-K-W-A-25. That's my personal YouTube channel, and uh, you can check out all the vlogs that I did while I was with the San Jose Earthquakes. First MLS player to launch a vlog, by the way. Um, uh, Eduardo asked how did you play how do you play in the MLS did you go to college yes I went to college I, I spent four, four years at UC Davis University of California Davis um, studying exercise biology so I was doing pre-med the plan was to go to medical school a lot of my friends actually just finished these finished medical school within these last two or three years or actually four years now finished the residency or fully practicing so I would have been doing that had I not gotten um, drafted by the San Jose Earthquakes in 2009, so. Uh, Jordan said, can I have some help? I'm going to join a league here in Canada called the BCSPL, and I was wondering what I should do. Should I play on the last place team and get lots of starts or play on the best? Uh, for me, getting game minutes is always more important than like not getting minutes, especially early on in your career. So someone like myself later in my career, I've gotten enough experience to where I know what I need to do and how to get better on my own. Um, So though I don't play as many minutes later in my career, I can learn a lot from the players around me because I know what to pay attention to. I know how to learn and I know how to apply what I learn. But when you're younger, um, you don't have that experience yet. And the way you gain that experience is through playing. So I think one of the difficult things about playing soccer, being a young player here in America is there isn't much focus on developing young talent. There's a a lot of focus on signing young talent and using them as a press release or, um, you know, touting how, you know, I, I see it more as clubs are using it as the ability to draw attention to themselves and kind of, sell parents and younger kids on a dream that they could they could they could do the same thing but they're not really looking at what's happening to the young talent once they do sign in most instances that young talent isn't getting the minutes they aren't getting the games and they're not developing and within three to four to five years after their first contract they become a yo whatever happened to that kid or whatever happened to that guy and that's because the focus is just getting them there not developing them once they get there so having said all that um, development minutes in play is most important and then through building up a resume through building up um, a CV um, you can then use that as a way to make your way up the ranks get to a higher level team and then hopefully when you do you're looked at some you're looked at as someone who will be a contributor not someone who's just kind of not going to get much playtime um let's see joe said uh ross wanted to challenge you to a half marathon knowing how much you love running yeah he can challenge me all he wants i'm never uh i'm never doing that let's see what we got on the screen here um question came in from jordan jordan asked what is your purpose in soccer uh, my purpose is to use soccer as a vehicle to create the lifestyle I want for myself, but more inf- importantly, the um, the the legacy I want to leave for my children's children's children. So that's my purpose. My purpose is to show up every day with my eyes open, eager and willing to learn as quickly as I possibly can to build the foundation necessary to, to build a legacy that will extend well beyond um, my lifetime and for my children's children's children. So if you even see, think the fact that we're recording this video right now, we're co- recording these ideas, these thoughts, these systems, these processes, I'm sharing them here with the world, but I mean, I'm thinking about 50 years from now when my son's son is watching this, this will be extremely valuable to him, to her, to them, uh, because they literally have a blueprint of the mistakes I made, how I made them, and how I came to the decisions that I did and why I came to the decisions that I did. So they now have the ability to navigate in the future with that information, knowing it is the most honest, pure information I could possibly give them, because, I'm speaking to them, right? I'm sharing with everybody, but I'm speaking to them because not everybody listens to you. But, you know, the idea is that if I've built a bank, right, a trust, a brain trust for them, and they can see and understand how and why I built it the way I did and why I, I put the things in place to maintain it and to sustain it and they can hear me literally right now watching this, me speaking to them. They can understand why they need to continue to do so and how they can go about building upon it, understanding that the principles for which it was built upon is why it worked and why it continues to work and why it and why it will continue to work for towards the future. So there we go, we tied everything back to the theme of today, and the theme of today is principles, right? Like, I think anything that can stand the test of time has to be built on foundation of principles, something that holds true when things are good and when things are bad. So prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Most people have heard that, but most people don't actually um, practice that in their lives every day. Because it's much easier to say things than it is to do what you, than to do things. And it's much easier to say you'll do something than do what you say. So a principle of mine is I don't want to say things or say that I will do things and not follow through with them. So I'm principle, I keep to my, prin- it doesn't mean that I can't change what I say. I can, but I change what I say after I've done what I say that I will do right? So that gives people the faith to believe in the words that come out of my mouth, considering the fact that um, I believe you can speak things into existence, but only if you back up what you speak with uh, doing the work necessary to bring those to fruition. So if I say I'm going to, I'm just talking to my wife about it. So if she's standing next to me here and I said, hey, I'm going to go get a glass of milk upstairs. Well, the time from when those words leave my mouth to the time it takes me to actually do it, there's a delay, right? So there's a delay between your words and the results of the things that you say. And some things you say take much more time than the time it takes me to walk up the stairs and go get the milk, right? So the distance between the words you say and the result of the actions necessary to to um, accomplish what you say is the gap in understanding for people with inexperience. So many of the times, yo, shout out Murph. Welcome to the live. Thanks for the support, brother. Appreciate it. We're out training today. So I always love seeing these guys come into the live. Um, Coach Timur, Tim, Timur. Welcome to the live. Ari, what's going on? Um, Unofficial George, what's up? Adrian, welcome to the live. And young Brandon just joined as well you. What's going on? So what was my point? So when you're younger, you'll say things that you don't understand the amount of work necessary to actually accomplish what you say that you want to do which is understandable, because how could you know? You've never tried it or done it before. Um, But hopefully as you get older, you do more things and you gain more experience, you fully understand and realize the importance of doing what you say you're going to do, or you get older and you don't realize the importance of doing what you say you're going to do, and that's a big reason why you are, there's a high, there's a high likelihood that you are not happy with the results that you're getting. It's because too many times in your past to the people around you, you've said you're going to do things, yet you did not see them through. So you didn't see them through to the end. So other people learned to learn that you are not someone who will see things through to the end, which means when you say something, they are not and shouldn't believe it because it would not be prudent or smart of them to do so, which now makes the job in the world even harder for you because in order to overcome that, you'd have to do what you say for even longer. So consistency principles, right? Why are you doing it? And your why has to be so much bigger than why not that doing it, is easier than not doing it and i've talked about that a lot before so as you guys understand i'm speaking to my my son's son's son son in the future and if i'm speaking to him then the things that i'm talking about i'm doing now have to be or the the it, the the frustrations and struggles and difficulties i'm facing right now are tiny are infinitesimal in comparison to the value of the information to him or her that far in the future So for me to not take that quote-unquote risk or chance to figure out what does and doesn't work is Is tiny as Opposed to the risk of me not doing it and the repercussions that may impact them in the future Right so in comparison On a long time scale, the frustrations and difficulties that I'm facing right now in the MSL, in the Mental Strength League, are tiny in comparison. So when I can look at it from that way, which I've told you guys everything comes down to perspective, the perspective I choose to take shows and tells me what I'm dealing with and what I'm facing right now is a a speck of sand. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash Be Pro. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. So to allow that to impact my ability and willingness to see this through and walk forward and march on Would be selfish of me So yeah, that is that's the mindset You know and for me to get to this level That is the mindset that was necessary for me to get to this level and that's the mindset that has That has allowed me to stay at this level for over a decade. Now, will that be the mindset that will continue to allow me to play at this level 10 years from now? I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. All I can tell you is what it was I did to get here. And I can also tell you what my plan is to get to where I want to go. And since I'm telling you what it is that I want to do and how I plan to do it, or not necessarily how I plan to do it. It's just like what I plan to do, because how may need to change. So adapt or die, right? I talk about that a lot as well too. You you must be willing to adapt just because, just because that was the way that you thought would get you where you wanted to go a year ago, doesn't mean that that's what's, the, that's what's best to get you there today because maybe you've learned something new or you learned that you were wrong to begin with. So I know where I want to go and my vision is to get to where I want to be. And I know I will learn, I will learn the skills necessary to get me there and saying them out loud uh and sharing them with you guys holds me accountable to doing the work to get me there even if in the short term people don't believe me or in me or think it's possible that does not matter to me um Sheka, Shaka, this S H A I K H. This, asks what uh, you're right. What uh, what do you what do you go through that makes you wiser? So um, I've discussed this before. So this concept is just uh, the four steps at least right now, unless I build on it and I learn something new and I will let you guys know. Uh, everything starts as information. So uh, everything around you is information. It's data points. You have no real reference or concept of anything. Um, then as you start to continually, uh, have interactions with information multiple times and you try to, um, process that information, eventually you, uh, connect two pieces of information together, creating a line, right? So you've got two points, data points, you've heard that you've got data points, um, information, same thing, binary one, zero, whatever. So then you've got two points and, uh, you relate them to each other in some capacity um, and you make a connection. That connection is knowledge, so you have a bond of knowledge. Now, uh, many people make the mistake of thinking because they know something that means they know how to do something. So, just because I read a book on how to build a car doesn't mean I actually know how to build a car. Uh, but many people falsely believe that that means they know how to build a car. That will take us down a whole nother path, which I will probably circle back to at a later time. But. Um, This is when people believe that by knowing something they can now look down and speak down to you because they know something yet you don't know, right? Um, Completely negating the fact or dismissing the fact that you could also know if they told you So uh, there's nothing special about the knowledge other than you might have access to it and The point is it's between two points connection knowledge now uh, the third step is people say knowledge is power um, but for me, what I believe they mean is applied knowledge. Applied appropriately is power, and knowledge applied applied appropriately over a consistent duration of time wields power, right? So, like, if we're getting really specific, so the what um, seventh sixth core value is attention to detail. So ours is creating ter- making life a process, and then breaking down that process to very specific detailed. Um, instructions of what to do and how to do it so you can accomplish your goal. So um, having knowledge, having access to information is important. Then understanding how to process that information and make connections is the next step that's important to create knowledge. Um, Having that knowledge is great, but knowing how to properly apply that knowledge is what's necessary to um, utilize that knowledge and actually earn some type of power from that knowledge. Applying that knowledge over time gives you the next step, which is experience. So experience is something that's tangible. It's analog. We're in a digital world, we're moving farther and farther into a digital world. So the value of analog isn't considered as valuable, but I think as time goes on, people are going to realize that the human experience is tactile. We have to have, we have to be able to physically interact and touch and feel things. Um, it's a sense of ours, and it's a it's a data point of information that's necessary for our, for our understanding. Um, so you're, you're talking about experience, right? Experience, uh, the digital version of your physical experience are your memories and your thoughts, right? Um, and your knowledge. And um, you refer to your knowledge in the future when you're navigating in actual physical space to make uh, further decisions moving forward. So as you've... And over time, you'll realize that the knowledge that you acquired here is, may have been good for the time that you were in, but is no longer relevant to the time that you're in now. So relevancy is also very important to whether knowledge is applicable or valuable or powerful at any particular point in time. right? Um, having knowledge of how to make vinyl records um, you know, 20 years ago was probably knowledge that it was extremely valuable. At the time at this time currently it is no longer a valuable skill to have but maybe 15 20 years from now it will become valuable again because the knowledge of The number of people who have that knowledge and have the ability to apply that knowledge All of comes back down. So there's cycles. There's ebbs and flows to two things um, uh, Value tends to tends to correlate heavily to scarcity, but also um just because something rare, something's rare doesn't mean it's valuable, right? So um, there has to be some form of application to that. So building on that more, uh, the question was specifically how do you get wiser? So the reason why I'm saying all of these things is because it's a process to gaining wisdom, from my perspective, at least how I explain it or how I yeah how I define it. So you have enough experience and. Enough experience to know which knowledge, uh, what knowledge you have that has been useful or is not useful, was beneficial, not beneficial. What is true and what isn't true, um, and you can now speak from experience. But speaking from ex- experience is one form of experience. Um, I I think experience turns to w- turns to wisdom, at the point in time that you can convey the experience and the lessons and the processes you've learned in your own life. To someone else as information and have them come to an understanding and knowledge base and and inspire or encourage or motivate or convince or persuade whichever word you'd like to use them to apply that knowledge for themselves which then allows them to duplicate the same experience as yourself. Once you are able to do that then I believe your experience is now wisdom. You now have wisdom because you're passing you're passing on the ability to duplicate a similar experience to someone else, which means you can help manifest an experience for someone else um, from your stories, from your personal experience, from your perspective or your point of view. So it means you've experienced and done enough things to be able to teach and show others how to overcome the mistakes of what it is that you did or apply the process of what you learned over time for themselves to create the same um, results. So that was a good question. Thank you for that one because that let me kind of get that that idea out of my head so I could better convey that for you. Um, Guys, give me some... Hearts and spam that thing if you're you're still following me and you you're on board with what I'm saying if you're uh, If you're getting value out of what I'm talking about and uh, if you can You know think of any other any times in your life where you felt that that's been relevant to you. Yo, thank you very much I appreciate that Um, Ezra was laughing. No, that's what's up. Uh, Yeah, guys Oh, it's a good one. Today's been good. Ahmad. welcome to the live. Happy to have you. Uh, Eduardo asks, do you think it's too late to become a pro when you're 14 and you're not too good? Eduardo, my question for you would be, at, by what age do you want to become a pro? And what makes you think something's too late? Like, what in your experience makes you think something is too late to do? Ezra said, uh, sorry. Hey, no problem. Hey, we're having fun. Um, What do the... Okay, Jordan said, what do the posters mean in the back? Okay, so on the wall right now, you see we've got self-accountability and self-honesty. So, um, also, here to you, I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, you probably can't see it. That's our perfectsoccerskills.com, if you guys are wanting to see what it is I'm showing right now. That is uh, our homepage, and on there, you'll see the perfect soccer core values. So the core values is how we built our company. Um, it's basically the backbone of principles that we use, uh, we use to get to where we are, and to and what we'll use to get to where we're going. And it is the AmeriCorps process. So the AmeriCorps process is a seven step process that I've used over the course of my entire life that has allowed me to develop the MSL, the Mental Strength League, as well as. Uh, be able to figure out solutions to my problems, and I like to call problems temporary obstacles uh, that I've faced in my life, right? So um, a problem is only a temporary obstacle, something that I will either run through, climb over, move around, or dig under, but I'm gonna get through it. Uh, And my mentality is what's going to help me get there. Now, the seven-step AmeriCorps process is how you develop the mentality. Right. So this mentality that we speak to you every single week is a mentality that, uh, I've, div- I've, I've refined and earned over the years because I've been going through this process for a long time. And that process is the core value. So up there, you see the, uh, two, uh, two of the seven, the first is being self-honesty. I've talked about that before. Um, uh, self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Those are the first three steps of the AmeriCorps process. Those are the three S's of self-awareness. So you can't, you will be unable to ever find success in something without being self-aware. And more specifically, you could become successful by mistake or by luck, so people win the lottery and they're, they're not self-aware, they don't know anything about, nothing other than just buying a lottery ticket. Um, but success maintenance. So for me, success is being able to maintain what you've built for yourself, not necessarily just getting there. So most people would say, oh, you're a success, you won the lottery. For me, I'd say, no, you're a success because you won a, the lottery and maintained what you won and what you what you earned well beyond the luck if that's what you wanna call it or the, the 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 word I'm searching for be my point is saying everyone gets lucky at some point in time but to maintain what you've received from luck whether it's fate or happenstance or whatever means you have to know you have to be relying on something more than luck right and what we're talking about here is success maintenance maintaining success And success is whatever you define success to be for yourself. So my definition of success is not the same as your definition of success. So the process I teach, the AmeriCorps process, is the process that you can use to create um, a roadmap, a a mentality, and a plan that will get you to where you want to go specifically. And the first three steps of that process is the three S's of self-awareness, which is self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. And if you are unaware of what it takes to actually develop each one of those, because I can go into a whole hour, two, three hour conversation on just self-honesty itself, same for self-initiative, same for self-accountability, you can go and uh, listen to the Ask a Soccer Pro Show replays. Those episodes should be up and live on the account at perfectsoccerskills.com slash AASP. So the title of each one of those is self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. Um, after that, you've got uh, growth-oriented, which is uh, goals, right? Setting goals, um, once you're self-aware, now you, you're aware of who you are and you're aware of who you want to become or what you need to learn to become the type of person who is, who, is able to receive the accolades the results the accomplishments of who you want to become or what you want to have so in um, the only way for you to attain that is to uh, set goals so and those goals are f- at a distance from where you are right now in this moment. So, step four is setting goals. And now that you're self-aware, you know how to hold yourself accountable to achieving your goals because you've been honest with yourself about wanting to achieve them. You've put in place, you know yourself better than anyone else knows you, and you know what you need to put in place to take action towards your goals. And then because you know yourself and because you know you're taking the actions necessary to reach your goals, you need to hold yourself accountable or be disciplined and stay consistent in what is going to be necessary to get you there, right? And to get you there, well, in order to get there, you have to know where you're going, and that's where goals are necessary and required. So, like I said, it's a process. Step self honesty, that's up there. Self initiative, action. Step three. Self um, accountability, discipline. That's also up on the on the wall there. Goal goal oriented, uh, um, growth oriented. So goals. Uh, then you've got Um, As you're setting goals, you realize that probably the reason, or I won't say the reason why, but chances are the goals you have set for yourself and where you want to go don't align with the goals of the people who you currently spend a majority of your time with. And that's okay. When you come to that realization and understanding, uh, that's when you have to make a hard choice, again, referring back to being self-honest, as to what it is that you need to do. To take initiative, put in place an, a plan of action to overcome the limiting beliefs of the people around you, the doubts of those around you, or those who don't believe or want you want to see you succeed and get to where you want to go, so you got to hold yourself accountable to that as well too. So Like I said, every temporary obstacle that is in your path, that will be on your path, on your journey to where you want to go, um, the process allows you to not make excuses for why you're not capable of getting there. The process is in place for you to take personal responsibility for where you are now, even if the reason why you are where you are now isn't your fault. You still have to take personal responsibility for where you are if you want to be able to get to where you wanna go. Because if you're willing and you're wanting to take all the credit for when you're successful, then you need to also be equally willing to take all the credit for when you're not successful. Um, And that is the hardest thing for people to do. And it tends to be, In my experience, again, I'm only speaking from my experience, the things that are hardest to do are the things that are necessary to reach your goals. Uh, Success does not come without sacrifice. And sacrifice, in most instances, is giving up something that you would rather not have to give up in order to get to where you want to go. And most people aren't willing to make sacrifices because they choose short-term comfort. I choose short-term discomfort, short-term pain, for long-term uh, success. So I think I just uh, posted a tweet where I said, let me pull up what I had said, because it summarizes basically kind of what we're talking about here and ties it to, um, ties it to uh, principles, which is the theme of the day. So let's see what we got here. I had posted over on Twitter, if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, uh, definitely do that at Quincy Marquois. Uh short-term pain. So aka sacrifice slash slavery So short-term slavery short-term sacrifice for long-term reward and reward for me is control or freedom So in the short term, I will sacrifice I will be a slave in the short term so that I can have control and freedom in the long term and I think most people um, would rather have the perception of control the perception of freedom so that they don't have to sacrifice or be a slave to anything. Um, But you're you're always a slave to something. So for me, I'd rather choose what I'm a slave to. Because then, um, at least the way that I see it, I'm in control of my purpose and why I'm doing what I do, right? So, I'm doing what I'm doing for my children's children's children which means I'm a slave to them, right? And I'm sacrificing uh, things that I may want to selfishly do for myself in this moment for them in the future. So like I said, you're a slave to something from some perspective and sacrifice is necessary. You cannot avoid it. Uh, You are sacrificing in some form in one way or another, you're either doing so consciously, or you're doing so unconsciously, and that is your choice, and that is the only choice that you have, from my perspective, and in my experience. So, good one. Oh, uh, and so, continuing on, so you've got uh, where I was saying that you, you'll refer back to the first three steps of self-awareness to realize that, and you've set goals for yourself, so then the next step of the process is teamwork. Finding a team of individuals who have like-minded, or are like-minded, who have similar goals that want to help build you up, not tear you down. And sometimes building you up means telling you the truth, giving you hard criticisms, uh, holding you accountable to what it is that you say. So for me, those who tell you the truth, even when it, especially when it's what you don't wanna hear, are the most valuable people you want to have around you in your circle. Those are the people who are who actually want what's best for you, whereas most people think that agreeing with you is how you show that someone wants what's best for you. For me, it's those who don't agree or not necessarily don't agree. It's those who are willing those who are willing to share with you that they don't agree and why they don't agree with you are the ones who want What's most in your best interest and favor? There's a lot of people who don't want what's best for you So they just don't agree with you just not to agree with you, but That's why I added the extra step of they they don't agree with you, but they can articulately or are willing are willing to Because not everyone can articulately convey their thoughts and ideas to you. They're at least willing to sit with you and Have a conversation to discuss why they believe your course of action isn't in your best interest and though you may not agree with them, you can at least value that they have the best intentions for you, and and their goal isn't just to tear you down. Their goal may be just to protect you because they're scared for you. So you know that's that's a lot of people's experience. Um, you know, most of the time people are holding you back not because they want to hold you back, but because they're scared of losing you. Or they're scared. Yeah, they're scared of losing you in in many different capacities. Maybe losing you physically, losing you mentally, losing you in the sense of um, who they think you to be, right? And who they want to continue, who they want you to continue to be, because they find comfort in that. Um, you know, a lot of people like you not being successful because it's a reminder that it's not so bad for them. So if they see you improving that's reminding them that they're staying stagnant. And that's very hard for many people to accept um, and understand. So understanding that going on this journey or taking these steps and using this process um, is going to create experiences that you might not have had before. And it's gonna be difficult for you to understand why certain people behave the way in which they do And you have to try your best to forgive them for not understanding what it is that they're feeling at that particular point in time. And um, as long as you stick to what you say you'll do and you're committed and and you stick to your principles, eventually they'll be able to see. And if not, well, then all the more reason why you set on that path in the first place. Got it? So um, then you've got teamwork, and that's what our community is here. That's what we're here at Perfect Soccer, a team of like-minded individuals to help you to to build a community, especially here on the lives, in our group chats, Um, also through uh, Footpost. So uh, Footpost is an application that we'll be using to kind of house our community, continue to grow and build. It's our application. It's on the Google Play and App Store so if you haven't yet make sure you go and download the footpost app Um, we'll be building in that uh, even more a lot of exclusive content over there to kind of keep our community um, together growing and holding each other accountable Uh, then you've got attention to details that's step six i mentioned that a little bit earlier Um, And attention to details, one word for that would be focus. So um, once you start to get to a level of success or start seeing some fruits of your labor, uh, what can happen is the old version of you can start creeping up, letting you know that you've done enough work and you've made it. Um, And that's a mistake because the reason why you are where you are is because of the things that you've been doing to get there. And the reason why you'll continue to stay there and move forward even more is because you will continue to do those things. So attention to details is is extremely important, um, because you don't, you know, you've heard it, don't get high on your own supply. It's don't get too hopped up um, on, who was the, there's the the Greek story of, you know, the guy who fell in love with his own reflection and then fell in the water and drowned. Um, That can happen, because through what you're, through taking the steps necessary to get yourself to a certain level, um, you may only see yourself at that level, so now you start to believe your own hype and believe that you are greater than who you are. And maybe in that moment that's true, but as time passes, the, the thing that you were telling yourself that was true has slowly turned into a lie that you're telling yourself, and that lie ends up being your downfall. So um, learning how to be aware of that is very important, and that takes time. Um, and self-reflection and self-awareness, which again, is why you're always going through the first three S's of self-awareness. And then finally, and most importantly, uh, the seventh step is fun or passion. Um, at the end of the day, though you're, you're, you want to be successful at what you do, I believe being successful at what you do is doing what you find meaningful. So I think doing what you find meaningful is a success from my Perspective and how I think of it Um, So that should be The number one thing Uh, and that's the seventh step But that's what you're striving for and what you're doing because for me my definition of life is work because I believe life is work And you have to work your whole life Uh, but I also believe that um, uh, I want my life to be my passion and I define my passion as what I would be doing, whether or whether not I was paid or praised for doing so. So for instance, doing this, having these conversations, thinking about these types of things, sharing this type of information, um, I'd be doing this whether I was praised or paid for doing so. And a perfect example is I'm not praised and I'm not paid for doing this, right? But I'm passionate about it and I'm spending my time doing it, and my time is my life, and my life is work, and I'm working at this because, again, I'm passionate about it. I enjoy this, so I'm making a circle. So even if I do this for the next year, or two years, or 10 years, and no one other than my children's children's children watch this, I will not look at this as wasted time or regret, because even if nothing came of it, other than my own personal satisfaction in the fact that I'm pursuing something and doing something I'm passionate, I'm already a success. And that's what I'm hopefully getting you guys to understand and see for yourselves and uh, share with you the tools that I've found to be necessary to create my perfect life, which is our uh, lifestyle brand, right? So it's all connected and uh, hopefully as you spend more and more time huh <laughs> what do you okay uh, memes said lower the price on the PS drip tee. what what's the price what price do you think is a fair price uh, for that for that tea if, uh, if you guys are wondering what memes is talking about you can go over to perfect soccer store there's the uh, uh, perfect soccer drip tea I like it this one must one of my more favorite shirts that we've come up with we got a lot of dope stuff coming Eric's been going crazy with the designs as of late, and Serena's been working with our manufacturers to really create, like as you can see, we've been making a bunch of merch, guys. MSL, I'm in your head. I'm in your head. I'm in your head. MSL, Mental Strength League. I need to have the hat, I'm gonna add the hats to the store as well you. $30 for the poor blokes. I'll talk to Serena about seeing if we can make that happen. Um, but, you know, I got two two minutes left here on the live before they kick me off. Uh, PerfectSoccerSkills.com store if you're wanting to get any of the new merch. Um, hopefully, you know, in the next day or two, I'll have the new MSL. I'm in your head. Hats up. Uh, memes. Maybe I'll hopefully get the, uh, the dr- lower in the price on the drip tee. I'm getting if I'm getting, a, if I'm getting a, a guaranteed sale of the drip tea for you at the at that at that price, then uh, we'll make it happen. Let's see, still waiting on the perfect soccer refrigerator. guys, <laughs> watch out because in the next two to three years we're gonna be creating and making everything but uh, I've got one minute before Instagram kicks me off here. as always. I enjoyed my time. I hope you guys did as well too. I hope you got a lot out of this. If uh, you're wanting to um, learn more about uh, the AmeriCorps process, what we've got going on and just kind of work with us, one-on-one mentorship program is up and running now, perfectsoccerskills.com bpro Um You can check that out. I'm figuring out a way to do an accountability program for time management, money management, uh, personal growth and development. So check out that. Um, I go live every Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, and I'm very happy to have you guys a part of the community. If you could please take a screenshot of this, right now, MSL, I'm in your head, and uh, share this on your story, let people know what you've taken away from joining me on the live. Um, Tag the account, tag me personally, I'd be happy to reshare you on my accounts. And as always, Ross likes to say be good to each other, <sharp> Let's <inhale> go.